no planned topic and no planned theme because you are listening to free topic which means every thursday from 5 to 6 we surprise you with a new topic you are listening to 89.6 mustar fm Hello, dear listeners. You are listening to Mushtar FM, Free Topic. And today in Free Topic, we are going to enter your subconscious mind. But first, mm. let me welcome my dear co-speakers, Julia and Miguel. How are you guys? Hi, I'm good. But it feels like it's been forever since we recorded. Yeah, I'm still dreaming. So. Yeah, he's dreaming. <laughs> he's dreaming. Hmm. He's still dreaming. May that be a hint of the topic that we're going to cover today, Miguel? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's his subconscious Never. just knew what, what it was today. So what's <laughs> <laughs> so, then you can tell us what's the topic. Ah, yes. It's about dreams and dreams interpretation. Yes. That's right. So today we're going to talk about dreams. We're going to cover the science behind dreams, but just a little bit because, I mean, we're no scientists. Then we're going to talk about dream interpretation, right? We're also going to cover lucid dreaming and mm -hmm. sleep paralysis. So we have a lot on the table today. It's going to be an interesting hour. Yeah, because dreaming is something that, I mean, touches upon every life. Yeah, and actually, did you know that we spend like a quarter of our life sleeping? Quarter? Wow, yeah. that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it's like 30 years or something if you're yeah, 80. exactly, exactly. It's a lot. Yes, and also, I think during these <laughs> 30 years of sleep, six of these years we spend dreaming. So if you think about it, it's a long period of your life. Exactly. That you've spent with dreams, so it's an important topic. Yeah, so maybe it's good to know what we do during those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only two minutes. I <laughs> Yeah, but actually, no, I, 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 I want to say because I laughed now, so I didn't say it. Right? What, what did you say? So maybe it's interesting to know what we do during these six oh, yeah. years. Yeah, so maybe it's interesting to know what we do during those six years. Definitely, and science has become more educated about it. I think especially in neurobiology, like the science of the brain, they really research a lot because it's a field full of questions actually still. Because mm -hmm. it's, of course, not possible to see what people dream but you can measure like brain waves and stuff mm -hmm. but it's still there are a lot of questions so there is no definite answer to like why we dream and how we dream yeah and actually it's really interesting how there can be like I have a complete world of things and imaginations that happen when I dream and nobody but me knows anything about them yeah and you like this is what makes me so excited about the topic is the fact that you every night in your life you enter a world inside of your head yeah which is like the mirror of your consciousness life by your subconscious yeah if that makes sense and you enter it every night it's crazy it's actually crazy <laughs> to think about it and I don't know how many animals are able to dream well I think I know that like fish and insects they cannot mm -hmm. dream yeah but mammals like such as dogs and cats are believed ah, to they dream. dream yeah oh wow I so didn't know that you didn't know so maybe that's why like for example when my dog sleeps he can be lying down but he's like running with, mm -hmm. his, with his feet ah because he's in a dream yeah because mm -hmm. it's a dream but I, I guess know. then they don't really have now I remember some moments with my dog when he was sleeping and he suddenly woke up screaming um, <laughs> really really scared in, in this moment maybe maybe a nightmare a nightmare yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's possible I guess okay so but should we try to define first of all what a dream yeah. actually is it's a good yeah. basis definitely you want to go for it well okay <laughs> 
No, but so if you look up the word in the dictionary, it would say a series of thoughts, images, sensations occurring in a person's mind during sleep. Yeah, I think important to note here is that it's during REM stage of sleep, which is rapid eye movement. Because we have right. the sleep cycle with different stages, right? And one of these is the REM stage, yeah, where the eyes are moving and the brain activity is quite high, I think. And this yep. is when you dream. Exactly. And it's the previous stage before wake up. No? Yeah, it's the last step of the cycle, I think. I mean, we could talk about the sleep cycle, but I think the most important thing to know is that we dream during REM stage. And I think it's three to five hours after falling asleep, you enter yeah. this stage. And so you enter into stage one, two, three, and then REM stage. Yeah. I don't know if you checked, but there are different theories of what the purpose of a dream is. In my opinion, it's like a mixture of everything. I don't think there's one specific purpose because obviously it's your brain processing the stuff that happens because as exactly. you know in your dreams you see things that you've seen before and you meet people in your dreams that you meet in your real life right yeah so for your example, brain is just creating new stuff but it's processing stuff that happened i remember when i was a kid what i've been told and what i've you know believed till this day and i actually still believe it is that what the brain does when you're sleeping is that it is organizing everything mm -hmm. that happened during the day yeah so it's organizing all these different like all the different people you met and all the different yeah. things that you did and all the feelings that you had Fears, and then whilst yeah. it's doing this your brain is doing this because of all these emotions and all these things like it makes a dream out of it i don't know like mm -hmm. this yeah. is what happens with yeah. all these information it's that's kind of true, being yes. sorted out and general dreams i guess are there to you know process things they assist in memory function problem solving and some believe it's just a product of random brain activity mm -hmm. could also be true and i once read like a theory that in your brain is like practicing for future events Yeah, while you like sleep. foreshadowing and yeah, stuff. It's yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. just to prepare you for different preparing a plan for. Yeah, just to play it through. Yeah, but but also very important what you said, uh, problem solving, because I think this is also what it does in many ways. Like if something is bothering you in your real life, like in reality, and then you go to sleep, your brain processes this, and somewhere there in your dream, you might figure out the solution or what your next step is going to but be. But it's very important to, I guess it's sometimes it's hidden in the dream, right? Yeah, the right. The solution. So what helps for this is dream interpretation. And to analyze your dream. And I think we can talk about this after some musical interruption. No planned topic and no planned theme. Because you are listening to Free Topic. Which means every Thursday from 5 to 6, we surprise you with a new topic. You are listening to 89.6 Mustar FM. We are back at Mushtar FM talking about dreams and the free topic episode today. And we want to talk about the interpretation of dreams. So this has a long history. It totally depends on which culture you dive into. So right. Eastern philosophy may have a different approach. For example, in Hinduism, they believe that dreams are prophetic and a foreshadowing of the future. Mm -hmm. If you look into psychoanalysis, which we're not going to dive deep into today no, because, because it's a whole never different gonna get out. Topic, but... <laughs> 
Freud was one of the first scientifically, like had a scientific approach to dreams yeah. and psychoanalysis, mainly talking about sexual repression, of course, <laughs> because it's psychoanalysis. So there are different uh, approaches to interpreting dreams. But what we are going to talk about, so I think it's a general overview without... Yeah, exactly. I think it will be easier because we only have one hour, so... Yeah, we cannot talk about psychoanalysis today. No. <laughs> it's a different topic. No, please. <laughs> Maybe it's good to have different categories of dreams to interpretate them. So at first you have to figure out what kind of dream you had and then you can interpretate the dream. And the first category would be normal dreams, which splits up in three different kind of normal dreams, right? Yeah, so normal dream is like the first type mm -hmm. of dream. Yeah. And so here we can start with an epic dream. You heard of it? Yes. I mean, the epic dreams is the dreams where you, when you wake up and you're like, okay, so you did this marvelous thing that you actually can never do in real life. And it's completely crazy. Yeah. And, and you remember all the weird, strange and awesome things that you did. So it's the common type of dream. No? Mm, yeah. Yeah. But Sometimes. for example, you dreamt that you, I don't know, defeated Godzilla or something. And yeah. you did something completely crazy. Mm -hmm. And in Hinduism, they believe these kind kind of dreams are kind of a foreshadowing of what you want to achieve in a way. Oh, okay. But it's a hint. Of course, you don't want to defeat Godzilla, but maybe no. <laughs> you want to be more brave or something, right? So right. you have to look deeper in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or Godzilla is the symbol of your problems. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Then we have another type of normal dreams is the reoccurring normal dream. And I think that is quite interesting because what it is right, if I'm not mistaken, is it's dreams that reoccur that you've had before, mm -hmm. like maybe during your childhood and they come back like maybe a few times every year, a few times, like even a few times every month. But the thing is, when I think about it, I can't ever, I don't actually think that I've had this type of dream. Yeah, it's different for everyone, but a lot of people have. Or at least I can't remember. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, here for interpretation, it's just really important to figure out in which periods of your life you have these dreams. Because that could be a hint. If it's always before like a big change, for example, yeah. might be connected to it, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess... If it follows like a certain pattern. And I think it probably does. Makes the most sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Maybe it's like connected to a specific feeling or a specific turn of events. So it's not about yeah. the age. It could happen when you are a child, when you are an yeah. adult. Yeah. But usually they have been a part of us since childhood. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the last type of normal dreams, and I think that's the worst dream ever. For me, it's worse than a nightmare because it's the false awakening dream. Mm -hmm. And this is when you <laughs> have a dream that is so realistic that you will wake up and you think, like for some seconds, you'll still be happy. For example, you dream about you're in love with someone and you dream about being with them and it's so realistic that you think it's real and you wake up and you're like really happy and heightened everything is good and yeah. then you realize oh it was just a dream exactly but and could happen also the opposite no yeah some, you something are in a bad, really yeah. bad situation but i think the worst is to have like a good dream waking up yeah. and realizing it was just a dream it's so sad i hate it so much yeah. but <laughs> isn't also false awakenings when you like dream in a dream and then you wake up when you wake up from a dream in a dream you are dreaming that you are dreaming exactly <laughs> yes because <laughs> ah bad. so you dream that you wake up in your dream yeah 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 th i think that's also plays part mm -hmm. so you yeah. think you actually awake that's what it's about it has to be so yeah, realistic that it exactly. seems to be awake mm -hmm. okay yeah so basically all the normal dreams they focus on the sense you have of yourself on stuff that is happening around you but they 
say are a means to show you what you maybe want or what you think you could achieve, what you want to achieve or not want mm -hmm. to achieve. So you can find some similarities and parallels to your life usually in your normal dreams, right? Yeah. yeah. These are also the dreams that we have most, like they're the yeah. most common dreams. Right. But then on the other hand, we of course have nightmares. Mm. And I think a lot of people confuse nightmares with like demons yeah. and monsters, yeah. which isn't really true. Anything could be a nightmare. Yeah, anything that leaves you with negative feeling is a nightmare. I was talking about that with Anna the other day, preparing this program, because uh, I used to have nightmares only with, for example, a little dog, a mm -hmm. cute dog. But this dog is a representation for me of all my fears. So it's not an scary animal. Yeah. It's about the meaning that I give to this symbol. Exactly. So it's just like a cute dog, but you're really, really scared of it in your dream, right? Yeah, it could be, yeah. So that could be a nightmare. Yeah. It's a nightmare. It's some repressed fear that shows up in like a symbol. Yeah. So here you really have to decode the symbols. Yeah. Like, for example, your teeth are falling out in your dream. Mm -hmm. That could be a nightmare. Could represent like fear of aging, for example. Mm -hmm. yeah. According to Freud, it's a repressed sexual mm -hmm. yeah, stuff. That's but uh, come on. But yeah. it could also mean that you are afraid of being judged or you feel not good enough or unattractive, stuff like this. And it's not only about fears, it could be also about sadness. Yeah, exactly. Depression. Yeah, and this is the thing that nightmares can also be, I mean, they can also have to do with physical aspects. Mm -hmm. For example, that you might have eaten before you went to bed or you don't have enough like air in your room. Uh, so it's too hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know for a fact that I will have a bad dream if I watch too much YouTube before I fall asleep mm -hmm. because my brain is mm. going crazy after that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think for nightmares, all you have to do is like really dive deep into the symbols. So darkness mm -hmm. could represent not only you're afraid of the dark, but maybe you're afraid of the unknown and something you cannot control in your life right now is happening. So you have to dive deep. Yeah. And also, I think it's interesting to know that it's usually kids that have the most nightmares. So it's most common amongst children. But then when you grow up because okay let's say amongst children it's like 40% have nightmares and then 2 to 8% of adults have nightmares oh. yeah. and it's more women than men right yeah right yeah, that is also interesting yeah so we have nightmares we have normal dreams then we have daydreams which is nothing we will cover today because it's not about the sleeping dreams no it's not about the REM but stage then the most important and meaningful dream we will cover after the musical break no planned topic and no planned theme because you are listening to Free Topic. Which means every Thursday from 5 to 6, we surprise you with a new topic. You are listening to 89.6 Mustar FM. Welcome back, dear listeners, to the Free Topic episode at Mustar FM, talking about dreams with... Julia, Miguel, and Anna, and what now a dream team. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> now we are diving deep because it's uh, we are covering now the topic of lucid dreaming. And you may not know this, but there is the possibility to be aware that you're dreaming whilst dreaming. Mm -hmm. So realizing that you dream, but staying in the dream. So you're entering in your subconscious mind in a state of awareness and consciousness mm. which to me the fact that this is possible actually blows my mind i remember the first time i read about it i was like 14 yeah. and it blew my mind like that this is possible yeah so actually How it's like cool a way that? to get in contact with your subconscious and like to enter your subconscious yeah yeah while you sleep like your body is resting you travel into another like reality <laughs> oh, i mean come on this blew my mind if you think about it it's completely mm -hmm. crazy so yeah 
What is actually is a lucid dreaming? Anna? A synonym for lucid could be aware, actually. So mm -hmm. it's a dream where you become aware that you dream. So what happens is you are in REM phase of your sleep. You are in your dream. But while you dream, maybe something weird happens, like you start flying or something and you realize, wait... <laughs> This is not reality. Mm -hmm. Something's <laughs> off here. Yeah. And you realize you're in a dream, so you become aware of it. And if you practice, you can have the ability to actually change what is around you so you can create your own dream life. You can enter like a place where you can create your own surrounding, your own mm -hmm. universe, you might say. So you become the creator of your own reality in this specific dream. It's not about control. It's beca about becoming aware of your state of consciousness. But why would anyone want to do that? Because it has the ability to change the perception of everything, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. If you can change the whole surrounding of you while you are asleep in a state of pure consciousness, because, okay, I'm not going to get too spiritual now, but your dream self is not the self that walks around every day and cares about getting money, getting food, how people perceive you, what your parents think about what you do with your life. You know, th these kind of things don't matter. So no, your true these, desires Yeah, because there's a lot of dreams. things in the real world that affects you and... And distract you from yeah. your true self. Mm-hmm actually right well i mean i guess because when you're born you know nothing right yeah. your mind is blank and you get like socialization and prejudice and everything comes together so your true self kind of is distracted mm -hmm. and i have the belief that in your dream mm -hmm. you are more pure you're without all of these beliefs you can create your own life in a lucid dream that is free from all of this Yeah. Mm. And this is so, <laughs> wow. this blues blows my mind, actually. I don't want to have these abilities. Why not? Because maybe in this case, I prefer to spend more time sleeping than in my real life. <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe it could change your perception of real life as well, because you become more aware in general. So you're more in the moment in real life, mm. because actually we can talk now about the method to achieve a lucid dream, because one of the most important steps is to become aware in real life at first. So you have mm. to be aware of the fact that you are in reality right now. Things in general that help is like meditating mm -hmm. or yoga or something that keeps you in the present moment, mm. but also doing reality checks. So counting with your fingers from one to ten and backwards, for example, or anytime you look at a clock, you watch twice, because in dreams the clock always is weird yeah and also i think isn't it like in dreams you can't tell the time yeah exactly so if you are in awake and you can tell the time you know you're awake mm -hmm. so you do these reality checks once or twice an hour in the beginning of your practice and um, so it becomes like a habit so in your dream it's so normal to you to do this that you might do it from yourself and mm -hmm. you could be like oh something is off uh -huh. so you become nice. aware of your dream yeah, right i get it This is one technique. Um, these are actually quite hard because you have to do practice a lot, especially in your awakened life. Your friends will think you're really crazy if you start like counting with your fingers like, <laughs> every 10 minutes or something. But what you can also do, and important for this in general, is also to keep track of your dreams because you need to become aware of your dreams. So it's important to write down your dreams every morning, actually. So yeah, I, read, I read about this, a dream journal. Yeah, so mm -hmm. you can, and then you can also figure out afterwards what made your dream a dream. What are the factors that made your dream unrealistic? This helps to figure it out next time while you dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what you can also do is you go to sleep and before you fall asleep, you set an alarm clock at about three to five hours after you fall asleep. So when you are in your REM stage of sleep, then you wake up and you keep laying still. You don't move, but you close your eyes and you count. For example, this is one technique. You count from one to hundred, mm -hmm. but between each number, you say, I am lucid dreaming. So like one 
I am lucid dreaming to I am lucid dreaming. And you focus uh, on the third eye chakra, which is like between your eyes, the point of mm -hmm. ultimate focus. Mm -hmm. you fo <laughs> it's very spiritual. Yeah, but this has to do with Hin Hinduism, yeah. I think. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, they usually have the red. Yeah, dot, and yeah. You, s you focus on this point just to keep you focused on it. You shouldn't fall asleep because then it's gone. You kind of enter this stage. And if you're at uh, number 50 and you're still not in a lucid dream, you do a reality check and you realize, oh, I'm still not dreaming and then you keep on counting. Mm -hmm. This is one method. There are different methods and you, I think you have to figure out what works for you. Yeah. And mm -hmm. these are quite hard because all you want to do is fall asleep. <laughs> If you wake up three hours after falling asleep, you want to sleep again, right? So it's not easy. It, you have to practice. It also helps to convince yourself before falling asleep that you will go lucid. You just have to be really yeah. all about it. But I think what's most important is to do these reality checks in real life and keep a dream journal. So it's a long process. It takes practice. Yeah, but it's not like astral projection or something. It's easy to achieve for anyone. You don't have to be like the spiritual person that mm -hmm. meditates for 30 minutes every day and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> really not. That is for everybody. Yeah, everybody yeah. can do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's try it. Tonight? Uh, I'm lucid dreaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One, I am lucid dreaming. Two, I'm lucid dreaming. <laughs> okay, so I think I'm gonna start practicing again. Mm. I tried before. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, but I got off the wagon, let's say. But <laughs> I think we have to listen to some music now and then we're gonna cover a more unpleasant topic than this. No planned topic and no planned theme because you are listening to Free Topic. Which means every Thursday from 5 to 6 we surprise you with a new topic. You are listening to 89.6 Mustar FM. When we were preparing for this episode, Miguel, you told me that you sometimes experienced something really disturbing when you were asleep, but also kind of awake, right? Yes, I used to experience, I mean, that happened a lot of time to me, sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Actually, it's happened to me also once or twice. Same. I can't really determine mm -hmm. if it's once or twice. That is because maybe we don't know about that, but it's really common that this trastorn happened to many people in, in their life. Yeah, but usually just once or twice, I think, is most common, right? Yes, it's happened more often, it's uh, really strange. I think that it's a common syndrome that appears one in life inside a huge number of population, and I'm talking about between the 50 and 60% of the population mm -hmm. in the world. Oh, okay. So it's like pretty common, but yeah. it's not, it's uncommon to have it more than one or two times in your life. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if the same person suffers sleeping paralysis, more often we are talking about between the three and the six percent of the population so it's right. a huge oh. difference so you're a special person and a special yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you already know it so yeah i <laughs> knew it before <laughs> it just proves it so what exactly is a sleep paralysis is a transitory state between the dreaming state and the conscious state is basically the impossibility to make any voluntary movement during this period that is about one or two or three minutes only. Mm -hmm. So your body is paralyzed, but your mind is awake, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, because it's during the REM stage when you are dreaming. Mm -hmm. What happens to your body is that it goes into atonia, which basically paralyzes your body. Yes, which is good because we don't want to move too much while we dream because we would start sleepwalking all the time. Exactly. Uh, it could and be dangerous. Be, yeah, it could be dangerous actually. Yeah, yes. so 
when you like jump off a cliff because you're flying in your dream, mm. then you won't jump off a cliff and fly in real life. Yeah. You're actually just in your bed because you're paralyzed. But then what happens during a sleep paralysis is that your mind becomes like clear and awake, but your body is still paralyzed. And it's not clear. No, is but it's, it's awake. Kind of, it's awake, but it's still like fogged from yeah, the dream, mm-hmm. right? It's like mm-hmm. in the middle. I mean, you are conscious, you are awake, but at the same time, you are still dreaming. Not dreaming, yeah. but maybe the situation that you were dreaming before that are still now in the real world. So it mixes. Yes. Everything is mixing. It's mixed. And I think, isn't this also because your body is not able to feel all the sensory... No, no, no. To it's feel able. all the sensations? It's able to feel it. I mean, you can listen, you can feel the... I mean, you have the tactile the s- sense, Yeah, the senses. Uh, the senses you, can you still smell senses, yeah. and... Okay, okay, what I mean is your body is still able to feel the sensations, right? Yes. But since it's not able to act upon it, mm-hmm. yeah. your mind really takes them all in. And this is when you hear the voices that you hear extremely loud mm-hmm. and things that you see become dark and scary, right? Yeah. Because your brain is also panicking. Yeah, exactly. That's what happens. When the brain kind of realizes that it cannot control the body, but still all of these, as you said, all of these different senses, they become more clear. Yeah, but they become, actually they just become more, more of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as you said, then your brain starts to panic. Yeah. yeah, and you also have problems breathing, right? And this is why people experience this heavy weight on their chest yeah. that pushes them down mm-hmm. and it feels like you cannot breathe anymore. Yeah. But I think that that is because the anxiety, the anxiety. stress uh, mm-hmm. that you feel in this moment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I remember I had it once, I think, or twice, and I saw, like, rats running all over. Mm. And, like, the stuffed animals in my bed were suddenly, like, people because you have these kind of hallucinations. But Mm. it's also, like, just weird perception of what is around you. Mm. And I had this heavy weight, like a stone or something was laying on my chest. And you cannot do anything. You just have to wait. Yeah. I mean, how long is it? Two to three minutes, did you say? One, two, three minutes. Mm -hmm. But... Of course, for you in this moment, it's like uh, 10, 15 <laughs> yeah, minutes is right. eternal. And yeah, I think there's you cannot really do so much against it. I just read it helps to try to move your fingers. Yeah. Because it's easier to move your fingers than like a whole arm, yeah. you know? So it's easy to start with that or to blink. Yeah, but that is for get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to be in this situation, uh. you have to make a lot of changes in your habits. Because there are different causes mm-hmm. for suffering and sleep par- paralysis. Mm-hmm. What are the causes? For example, your diary schedules. Mm-hmm. If you have to work uh, during the night, for example, uh. um, you suffer some trust in your, in your sleeping way. Mm-hmm. Also, for example, that is easy. Uh, if you suffer jet lag, oh, if yeah. you make oh. a long, long trip, yeah. uh, that could happen also for that. Mm-hmm. Or if you are crossing a depression, but oh. there, there is one cause that, that is my personal cause that always happened to me when I'm sleeping in this position face up, looking ah, on your back. Looking the roof, yeah, on my back. Mm-hmm. Ah. When I sleep in this position, I, I always have a sleep paralysis. Oh, that's weird. Oh. And Why? it's a problem because I cannot control it. I mean, at the beginning of the night, I, I, I ah. can take another po- position, but that's, this position could change during ah, the night. And then of course. You but this is weird. Do you know why? This no, is? I, I don't know why, but this is real. It's a uh, true fact that it's a, mm. it's a cause for that. It's surprising to me. But yeah, I guess it's uh, not a very pleasant experience. 
I just think all these, it's kind of supernatural, all of this, you know what I mean? But it's mm. just real and it's scientifically proven. Lucid dreaming, for example, is also scientifically proven. And there's even like whole research center at Stanford for lucid dreaming because it's mm. fascinating that stuff like this is scientifically possible. But again, if it happens to you, just know that you're not alone because about 50 to 60 percent of people yeah. alive and is not dangerous for your life i no. mean it's, of course it's not comfortable but uh, <laughs> <laughs> so as i said this is a very unpleasant experience but i hope you will have a more pleasant experience with the music following now no planned topic and no planned theme because you are listening to free topic which means every thursday from five to six we surprise you with a new topic You are listening to 89.6 Mustar FM. Welcome back, dear listeners, to the last part of the free topic about dreams. And we were talking about sleep paralysis and something people might think of as a sort of sleep paralysis is sleepwalking, right? But it isn't, is it? No, I mean, because basically what happens during a sleep paralysis as we said is that your mind is awake but your body is still paralyzed and so that when I read this a question popped into my head and I was like okay so if does sleepwalking have something to do with it because sleepwalking is basically the opposite of that yeah, right. that your body is awake but your mind isn't mm -hmm. yeah. and so I read about it and actually no it doesn't have anything to do with it because what it is when you dream you're in the REM stage yeah But when you sleepwalk, you're actually in the third stage oh, really? of sleeping. So you haven't yet entered the REM stage. Oh, really? And so you're heavily sleeping. And this is also why it's difficult to, like, to wake up a person that's sleepwalking. It's, it's difficult, but it's not dangerous? It's dangerous. Yeah, I, well, you it's... You should just bring them back to bed, right? Exactly. There's mixed, like, mixed opinions about this. And some people say that it's uh, difficult, but it's not dangerous. And some people say that it's dangerous and difficult. But I guess, like, what's best for the person would be just to put them back to bed. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's it's the safest. Yeah, and also, like, this is the thing that a lot of scientists and professors within this field has had difficulties understanding why we sleepwalk. Like, one theory is that, well, it has to do with the brain, obviously, and that, for example, the reason why kids sleepwalk more than adults is because their brain isn't fully developed yet. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Did you have an experience like that? I think as a kid, I once sleepwalked or something, but uh, not in my adult I life. didn't sleepwalk, but I did sleep talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, same. I talked a lot in my sleep. <laughs> is this the same as sleepwalking? I don't know, actually. I wonder. Kind of, no? Yeah, but what I know is that I would only, I, I would speak gibberish. Like, yeah, it uh, wasn't understandable. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think some people, it's actually, I mean, everybody does different things when they sleep. Some people will, like, snort very loudly. Some people would speak. I remember a friend of mine, he would hit around him when he slept, which was very <laughs> unpleasant. Yeah. So, stuff like that, I guess, was a bad dream, probably. Yeah. yeah. But what's interesting is also, like, you don't only do physical things, but as we talked about before, you can do a lot of problem-solving when you sleep and especially when you dream during the REM stage but also I think there's like people that come up with these crazy ideas they come up with books and they come up with symphonias and everything yeah and like new inventions mm -hmm. and stuff yeah for example 
I'm sure that you know about that, but there are a lot of cook writers, uh, famous and really good cook writers, that give a lot of importance to their dreams. Oh, really? They think, they believe that is a kind of inspiration for their work. Oh, yeah. I also think so. Especially lucid dreaming can also enhance your creativity mm -hmm. in a yeah. new, completely yeah. new level. Yeah, but so, for example, I know Mary Shelley. Yes. Who wrote Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. This idea of Frankenstein came to her in a dream. Oh, really? Yeah. But I'm not sure because, uh, of course, there are a huge legend around this story. Because also they, I mean, Mary Shelley created the story of Frankenstein during one night because it uh, was a challenge between some writers, some important writers this night in a castle in the middle of Switzerland. Mm -hmm. oh, so okay. I'm not sure if it's a true story or it's only a legend. But oh, so, okay. But do you have any other names of writers who... Yes, for example, Stephen King was another ah, one. Ah, Stephen King. Mm -hmm. oh, he has a lot of books, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yes. There is a story about King. He was in a plane making a trip between the East Coast and the West Coast mm -hmm. of the United States. So can you imagine that it's a lot of time, so he has time to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and enter REM stage. During this dream, he has the story of misery, mm. one of his mm -hmm. most famous books. And when the plane arrived in the city, he decided to take a, a notebook find the perfect place in the airport and it started to write and the story said that uh, the first 50 pages of this book w was uh, written in this day in the airport. <laughs> wow. And see if you would not have done it directly after waking up, probably the idea would have diminished. Yeah. He, he would have forgotten resolved. it, yes. And yeah. this is why it's so important to write down your dreams if you want to work with them in any shape mm -hmm. or form, if you want to learn lucid dreaming, if you want to be more creative, anything like that. Yeah. You have to write them down ex like as soon as possible. Yeah. yeah, actually because I heard that if you don't like reflect upon your dream instantly when you wake up, you'll forget it within like 20 seconds. Yeah, and you'll forget like up to 95%. Exactly. But I don't know if that happened to you, but when I just uh, wake up and I try to remember my, my last dream, in this eff effort to try to remember, I, I think that that is the reason because I forgot my dream. Uh, yeah, it actually it happens to me also because when I try to remember my dream and then I try to remember like a specific scene, then I seem to forget all the other mm -hmm. scenes that were mm -hmm. going to come after that scene, you know? But and it stresses me out, but it's because that's how the mind works. I can tell you practice. Because yeah. I used to keep a dream journal for like two or three years, I think. And I mean, now I cannot even read anything of it because it's the worst handwriting ever because I was like <laughs> half asleep scribbling in my notebook, you know. <laughs> but it really helped. And after some time, you're really able to remember literally everything. You have like, I could remember four different dreams and I could separate them. Mm -hmm. and some people make their dreams into books and then a movie franchise that becomes super popular all over the world because also Stephanie Myers that wrote the Twilight franchise Ooh. also had this sensation come to her in a dream. Mm. I really enjoyed this talk and it really makes me excited about life to think about the fact that we're just able to enter yeah. our own subconscious mind. Basically, my tip for all the listeners today is to remember one, I'm still lucid dreaming. Two, I'm lucid dreaming. <laughs> Three, I'm lucid dreaming. <laughs> See you next week in another episode of Free Topic. See you. Bye. 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 Thank you for tuning in today. We will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. with a new surprising topic right here on 89.6 Mustar FM. <laughs>